Close to on time as we've been in a while. Yeah, uh, we would have been. You were but, having a few uh, technical. I was sitting here ready for like uh, 40 minutes. <laughs> I think I texted you 40 minutes um, ago. I'm ready. Yeah. Now, I was like, oh, I got time. So I came down with like 10 minutes to spare. And uh, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. I, um, Enchantress is away across the country with a, on a girl's trip. Of course, she's Ooh. running a race. Um, she left me here. Uh, with the kitties to our own devices so i have nothing to do so i'm just sitting here staring at the wall waiting for the show oh, to start nice i'm like okay all right we can start okay we could have done a rehearsal i'll do a rehearsal show we could have seen how that uh that would go uh we could have chasing plastic is in the house we're ready to do oh, a show so earlier nice. squeezer did you see my instagram so early hang on let me go to the Instagram. I got a hold of Coca-Cola. You know, they put out their uh, campfire or their starlight or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, so oh, yeah. That, so uh, they put out a new one, uh, limited edition bite. It's a bite limited edition Coca-Cola, zero sugar, uh, zero calorie cola. That's pixel flavored. And I have a, a can, I got two 12 ounce cans and I did not receive this for free. That's available to purchase on Coca-Cola's website. Don't buy it on eBay. Get it yourself. And Coca-Cola encourages uh, sharing this with others. It's not a collector's item. It's meant to be shared. So I have one for Enchantress to try because two per pack. Oh. And I have another pack that I will give away. And I figured if you go uh, between now and the next show, if you go on our Instagram, make sure you follow us and tag someone you'd share uh, Coca-Cola Bite uh, Pixel Flavored Cola with. And I'll pick one of you and randomly send you a set of Coca-Cola Bites. So I'm going to do a live taste oh, test neat. here on Air Squeezer of this. Ooh, okay. I don't know how gotcha. pixels taste, but I'm interested to find out. So let's uh, let's let's listen in. Ooh, ooh, that's some good foley. Oh, that's good. Top notes. I'm sensing some type of berry. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It tastes okay. There's like a cola. Mm, there's a cola flavor in there. That's like it, it leaves you like a cola on your tongue, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm -hmm. it's initial. like a like a, a sugary filminess, or like the actual, no, like, like a cola flavored spicy finish. Gotcha. Like how a cola uh, finishes, but the give it like a, give it like a slurping aeration. Like that's one of the things if you're <laughs> doing coffee, you're supposed to quick suck it in because you want the air to pass over your tongue. Um. Okay. Didn't do really anything. It, it does. You didn't. Well, it's you didn't break. You didn't do the break with your spoon, and then and then sniff. 
the it's aroma. It's not coffee. This is a soda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's, you can do the same thing. It's, uh, it. it's a suspension in carbonated water. Oh, look at that. Fancy. Mm. Well, can you can you ID the berry, or is it just, like, no, quote-unquote berry? It's, it's the, a fruit. It tastes like like a like a limited edition Mountain Dew of of nondescript flavor. <laughs> like a like not Baja Blast but like Baja Blast. You don't know what it is, you just know it's Baja Blast. Yeah. So I mean it's not bad. Would I buy this in the store? No. Hmm. But mm-hmm. like that's not I I would prefer like I would just take a, I like I like both Pepsi and Coke, but they're zero mm-hmm. sugar formulas. Not their diets and not their regular I like the black label squeezer, and I prefer mm-hmm. Pepsi over Coke. Even the Coke is good, but Pepsi's got that little caffeine kick I like. I like, and I've always been a Pepsi. Okay. Pepsi got me as a kid with their marketing. Okay, you know I collect Pepsi things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the big slams back in the day. Pepsi always got me. It was, I was, you know, we grew up a Coke house, and you want to rebel against your father. That's how you stick it to him. That's how you. I'm drinking Pepsi, Dad. Go. Fuck yourself. Oh, they're a Coke house, Ryan. And they'll only drink Coca-Cola in this house. Diet Coke tastes like monkey piss. That's what he used to say. Dad, and he said, Pepsi tastes like monkey piss. Dad, how the fuck do you know what monkey piss is? <laughs> how many monkey's pisses are you drinking? Well, that's, uh, Ryan, don't ask questions you don't know what another answer to. <laughs> but yeah, Coca-Cola. Bite limited edition. It's a cool can. I'll keep the can. It's a nice little collector's can. And I'm glad it's a zero sugar flavor because you know me, I don't like the sugary drinks. I like. Do they? Do they did they release a sugar flavor? I in the Starlight one they did, hmm. but not. I don't think in this. This one you can't get in stores. It's only available through the web. There's other ver- There's other different Coca-Cola creations, and I like that. I like that they're trying to keep up with Mountain Dew that puts out a new flavor every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, when you don't have to have it taste like anything. Um, right, well, they, they did. You know anything. what? I wish they put out. They put out a ginger snapped over Christmas, and I bought it, and it was full sugar, and I just took a sip, and I'm like, this is good. If they had a zero sugar one, I drink this like every day, and I like the spark. Which is currently in our fridge at work, squeezer, and that's kind of get a spark mm-hmm. taste. The raspberry lemonade, they kind of yeah. Gets... I had one uh, earlier today. It was uh, not that bad. Yeah, they're good. And um, of course, the major melon's not bad. I got enchantress. They have a fiery hot Mountain Dew, like fiery hot Cheetos. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, we took a taste because uh, she loves fiery hot Cheetos, and it's good. It tastes like a little like limey Mountain Dew, and then you get that spicy after afterburn. Nice. But it's full sugar, and every year they put out. Their uh, their voodoo, and uh, it's a V O O D E W for their Halloween, and it the last three years it's tasted like, you know, a sort of Halloween candy. This year voodoo is coming back, but finally there's a zero sugar version, so we'll all be able to enjoy it and imbibe. Yeah, they have their shark bite, which is a Walmart exclusive, which is which is decent. There's a sugar and a zero sugar version, so. There's a lot of fucking flavors of Mountain Dew. <laughs> There's like a plum blackberry that's like exclusive to Kroger. That's something purple. There's an app, a green apple version somewhere. Um, there's a fucking uh, there's a pineapple, golden pineapple version that's 
you know they're trying to keep up with I guess Monster and, and Rockstar who keep putting out yeah. a thousand new flavors and well I remember when Code Red came out and it was I drank so much of oh yeah, I love Code Red and they had a diet I Code Red loved it forever and then it just disappeared and apparently yeah. they're coming out with zero sugar Code Red but man I love Code Code Red so no good. it's not it's not the same because it it comes off as it it probably the same amount of sugar maybe. But it just felt more like it. You got more. Of a well, rush yeah, out of but it. but for like also it might have been because you were just pounding it for so years. Much. About ten years ago, I was drinking Diet Code Red all the time. It was so mm-hmm. good, and then they just just disappeared off shelves. What the fuck, Pepsi? <laughs> now it's hard now with the supply chains. My favorite drink is the Pepsi Zero Sugar Wild Cherry, but fuck, it's hard to find, pal. God damn. Mm-hmm. My favorite drink is unsweetened iced tea that I brew myself. Mm. I like it too, but it's not good for your kidneys. Eh, night night with beer, and it's really my favorite. So. Well, beer is not as bad as for your kidneys as uh, beer is more bad for your liver. And well, no, it's bad for all of you. It's, it's poison. Bad. Yeah, it's poison. Speaking of poison, enough of this Coca Cola bite drink. Let's crack open my three beers. My three. Sam Summers to fill my three beer mug. Nice, huh? They tried to sell me one. I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, the tanker. Yeah, oh, like, uh, so... I, I got a couple at home. I don't use. They're just too big. Gets warm. Yeah, but you could. What? Yeah. You just drink it faster. No, <laughs> it's not the. Uh, that and I could barely. Uh, I had I had to go. Uh, this little boy had to go potty twice during Doctor Strange because. Wow. Oh right, right. What are your thoughts on it? It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <sighs> um. It didn't. It. It kind of for as big as it is and all encompassing across the universes, it seemed very self-contained. Like it was a nice. It was nice. a nice short, small story that didn't get too complicated. Even though it seems like it gets really complicated and the trailer plays a good bait and switch on who you think's the bad guy like you th- oh like yeah the trailer kind of makes it seem like yeah they're going to be fighting a, a doctor Str- a bad doctor strange and a and a wanda is going to be fighting a bad wanda but it was it was yeah. kind of not like that at all that was a well done trailer like we're, we're now at that point it's not like a that 80s early 90s trailer where it's just clips of movies that make no yeah, sense. Tell a story. And then that mid nineties where it's just, Hey, we're going to ruin it for you. Yeah. Well, that wasn't just mid nineties. That was, that was Batman well, until... v Superman. Uh, yeah. Dawn of justice. But the last trailer, they're telling the whole fucking movie. And speaking of movie, uh, next weekend, top gun Maverick finally comes out. It premiered at can, uh, five minutes standing ovation. And Tom Cruise received an honorary, uh, Palm d'Or as they they landed in uh, fighter jets and fighter jets flew over uh, south of France. Uh, it's getting rave reviews, rave reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Currently holds a ninety seven percent. People are saying great movie. Uh, can't wait to see it again. The sequel that capably manages to erase any long standing skepticism. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, I know. Uh, Kyle Anderson of Nerdist said, "High art, never. Unrivaled action movie. You bet your ass." <laughs> Good. So yeah, I don't want high art. No. Uh, uh yeah, but I'm excited. Um, 
I'm excited to see it. There, uh, Enchantress, her parents were both in the Navy, and her, uh, her stepdad, Don, flew F-14 or 18 Tomcats? Uh, uh, 14 sounds right. 14. Um, Tomcats and the Navy, and uh, they are obviously love Top Gun as a family. Yeah. yeah, those were 14s in Top Gun. Okay. So, uh, I know, yeah, he, he was a fighter pilot. Like, he could have been in Top Gun, I guess. I don't really understand how the military works. But, um... <laughs> you should just sign up. Like, can I can I do Top Gun? They're like, sure! They'll be like, you're too old, you old man. Like, you don't look like Tom Cruise. You're not a Tom Cruise old. You're an old, old. Fucking hit the oh. road. You don't have to be mean. I mean, that's them to me. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I don't... I don't I could go. Oh, yeah, and say, yeah. I could say what they'd say to you, but. Oh, you're, uh, <laughs> sorry. The uh, cockpit uh, is only so big, and there's a payload here, and. Uh, you know how much fuel costs, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much fuel costs, old man. I should say. <laughs> Had to hit you with an old joke too. Yeah, yeah. It's only fair. <laughs> um, well, anyway, they're going to see it on May 26th. You know why I can't go along. Uh, Same reason why I was walking the hall today, yelling at everyone who's saying they're not available for that day. Oh, I. Oh shit! Sorry, I'm not gonna be available. You are so. What? All right, I, I am. Yeah, you. I already crewed you. I think. I, I was gonna go see Top Gun. No, you're not. We have three oh, remotes okay. that day. We got not well, only. Well, I'll still go see it. I I go at ten thirty at night. Not, yeah. Not only do we have Iron Pigs baseball, Squeezer. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, district volleyball championships and district no. lacrosse. Championships. It's oh, a big shit. night. Who, that's that's more exciting than fighter jets, I guess. You're right. <laughs> so there. Oh, I'm hoping it comes to one of the drive-ins because that's like a fucking perfect. Ooh, and, and, that is a good drive-in. And, and do like a double Me, feature, just sitting there by myself, back <laughs> in my truck. Do a double feature, uh, Top Gun Maverick and Top Gun. Oh, I'd stay for that. Uh, wait, wait, May, June. They might, oh, know what they do later in the when things slow down, they do a Jurassic World Top Gun combo. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's probably be right. And you know what's this weekend? They're showing Ghostbusters Afterlife with Doctor Strange. Ooh, that's a good pairing. Yeah, yeah, I really wanted to see Ghostbusters Afterlife at the drive-in too, but it's like the second feature, and that's at Becky's. Shanks, uh. I don't know if Shanks has released. There. I get that because it's the older movie, but Doctor yeah. Strange would be nice later because uh, it's shorter, you know, and you get out. Fuck. Shanks is still doing Doctor Strange and Morbius. Oh. Well, at least Morbius is second. You can not watch it. <laughs> leave, yeah. I mean, you could still go. Just go to snack stand, get some, some popcorn, pulled pork sandwiches, and couple hot dogs two three yeah uh becky's screen one is doing dr strange and ghostbusters afterlife and screen two they're doing that new firestarter remake that's got like horrible reviews i i saw and i just keep scrolling it looked yeah, it looked good. i like the original I'm good. and uh everything everywhere at once which i do want to see even though it's a a27 picture that's screen two, but I would definitely go 
rather go for screen one and see Ghostbusters Afterlife on the drive-in. That'd be so cool. I wish, if it was at Shanks, I'd definitely go see it. Yeah. It is not, however, and uh, maybe another week. Maybe maybe they'll do it. Uh, they'll add it to like Jurassic World, Jurassic World Dominion, Jurassic Park double feature would be fucking badass too. But mm-hmm. yeah, one can hope. We'll see. Um, but yeah, also uh, news today came out that Warner Brothers uh, is scrapping their live action Wonder Twins film. <laughs> huh. Following the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, thank I mean, finally they're putting someone with a brain in charge. My fucking god! Listen, just ask James Gunn when he's done with the Mar when he's done with Guardians. Like, okay, what do you want to do with DC, and we'll make it. Yeah, and if James Gunn if comes he sa- back and he says, says Wonder Twins, you make it. Yeah, but don't just say, "Hey, let's do a Wonder Twins movie," and not have James Gunn there to do it. Because it's yeah. not gonna fucking work. You know why? If if someone was said we're making a piece live action peacemaker TV show, I would have been like, fucking why? But when it's like James Gunn is doing a live action peacemaker spinoff, I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And then I watch it, I'm like, this is the best show fucking ever. Yeah. I love it. But even show. then you were like, I'll check it out. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you weren't like pumped for it. It was almost like, really? They are okay. No, whatever, I'm like, oh, but... James Gunn, I'm watching it. Yeah. yeah. But then it, then you saw it and you're like Oh, this is the best thing on TV right now. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, you know, I guess with the stock market plummeting, even fucking uh, media and entertainment stocks are taking a fucking hit. They say Walmart and Target are like, uh, like they can't be hurt, I guess. I don't know how to describe that. Well, people still need to buy things. Right. Well, no, they're plummeting too. Damn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apple Apple went down. 5.6%. Is my, isn't my computer still going to work? Is my Mac so. still going to function properly? Yeah. The only reason entertainment companies are going down is because they're giant fucking conglomerates that own so much yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we're not here to talk about that crap. No, we don't. One day, that's gonna be a rad year's topic. Uh, stock market. Yes, yes, the, the rad stock. You know what? That could be. We could make it work. Uh, we I, I show don't, about horses. I don't know if either. I would like. Yeah, stock markets and pop cult, retro pop culture. Fuck yeah, yeah. we can make that work. But ta- just talking about the stock market in general, like, no one's fucking I, coming to that show. I'll tell you that much, Squeezer. Oh, they're going to miss out <laughs> on all my good stock tips. <laughs> hedge funds. Get in the hedge funds. Don't buy Because everyone loves privacy. Don't buy cryptocurrency. <laughs> yes. Even though it might seem like it's a good idea today because it's worth a fraction of a penny and you could buy a lot of it, it ain't ever going to be worth anything again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. But you want to make but... sure that you, you, you still have to trim them because, like, people, like, especially like Arborvitaes, too, just get out of control and people don't realize you have to maintain them. I am, uh, I'm pumped next week. Sweetie. Next week we have, um, what's our show next week? I have it here. Don't worry about looking it up because spoilers. I could pull it right up once I get to it. 
My God, how much shit did we talk about? <laughs> in my archives. <laughs> Too I'm, much. We have a lot of fucking. Okay. Uh, Retro fast food and restaurants four is five twenty five next week, and and then the day after, of course, Enchantress gets to see uh, Top Gun. But the day after that, Stranger Things four drops. The first half of Stranger, I think, the first four episodes drops. Nothing. Not no oh, excitement. So I was clicking things. No. Oh. Yes, strange. Yes, and the producer Sean Levy said some ep- some episodes are longer than some movies that are on Netflix. So I'm pumped for all Stranger Things. So I I read the headline. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it's longer than those shows. I didn't know they were movies. I don't get out much. They're two good movies. Okay. Uh, the Adam Project in particular is a really. They're both with um, Ryan Reynolds. Free Guy. Seems like the stu- the trailer made it seem like it might be the stupidest movie ever. It's like he realizes he's in a video uh, realizes he's in a video game. Yeah, it's really good. We saw it in the drive-in last year. So uh, yeah, I, I I've been when I first saw the trailer, I'm like I this is gonna be so dumb. I want to see it only because he'll make it work. Yeah, and then I just you know like just things happen, and I have to you know watch old shows I've already seen over and over again. But the Adam Project is a movie that dropped I think a month or two ago on Netflix, and we watched it, and it is ri- it's about uh, um, a guy who goes back in time, and and runs into himself as a kid. Uh, it's it's pretty fucking cool. It's like hard to explain. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I would recommend both Free Guy and The Adam Project. Both good Ryan Reynolds movies. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, I don't know what other news we have. Do you have any more news? Uh... No, I think I was looking a lot of Funko Pops and... coming out because uh, it's halfway to Halloween, so it's Funko Ween. Um, lot of cool stuff. Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Nights now an official Lego set. That's got to be a headache to put together. Ugh. Uh, Uh, it's just uh, kind of slow news. There's just horrible stuff going on in the world, and we don't want to talk about that here because we're yeah. here to talk about when life was good, when we watched a lot of television, and we lived for those season finales. Usually, Squeezer, unless they were kind of like midsummer, mid-season replacement shows, the mm-hmm. um, the season ended uh, in May, and as it was always like a culmination, like the school year was coming to an end, summer's about to start, shows are about to begin, you're not going to be inside to watch TV anyway, so it's good to get these out of the way, and um, that's what we're talking about tonight. Now, you might wonder, are we talking series finales? You can, because a series finale is a season finale, but this isn't yes. a series finale show, it's a season finale show. So the last episode of a, of a season and why you might ask, like, why are you talking about, like, cartoons or, like, like for instance, X-Men, the animated series, or Batman, the animated series? Well, they didn't really draw or, or create that show in seasonal arcs like television. <laughs> Those were kind of all the fuck over the place. The first yeah. season of Batman, the animated series is 65 episodes. Yeah, it's like a Power Rangers season. All right. The second season is... 
23. So it's all over the place. It's very crazy. So I stuck, uh, and I know we talk a lot about King of the Hill and Simpsons, so I just left those out since we've talked so much about them recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've talked mainly about I'm uh, pretty much doing sitcoms here, pretty much. Yeah, uh, mine, I apologize in advance, uh, for the most part, uh, are going to leave you sad. Well, that's what the... Because I, I realized, it, and it, it wasn't, it's not like, oh, this is what I'm into. Uh, I'm not quite sure what came first. It's like the fat little squeezer and the egg kind of thing. Like, do I like depressing TV, or did press depressing TV make me who I am? That is true. What was your first pick last week? I don't even remember what we did last week. Oh, so you went first last week. It's my turn to go first. Oh, yeah, I did Double Dragon. Yeah, and you went first. So I go first this week. Here is my first pick for one of my favorite season finales. Did you bring the keys? I still don't feel right about letting you into Kramer's apartment without his permission. This could be an emergency. Well, you never should have taken away his keys. I tried to give him back. He wouldn't take them. How'd the Mets do? They've lost. (laughs) Kramer! Open it up. Kramer? Hello, boys. Oh! Hello, Newman. You looking for someone? Don't play coy with me, Newman. I'm not in the mood. Coy? I'm not being coy. Is he being coy? Yeah, coy. You're being coy. Now, where's Kramer, Newman? Who? Listen, Tiny. I want to know where Kramer is, and I want to know now. All right, go ahead and hit me, Seinfeld. I got witnesses. Turn around, George. Sure. George? I mean, you better tell me where Kramer is, or we're going to have to do this the hard way. Help! Help! Where's Kramer? Help! What's going on? Did he kind of me up? We're not. We're trying to find out what happened to Kramer. You want to know what happened to Kramer? I'll tell you what happened to Kramer. He was ticked off. About the keys. Yeah, that's right. About the keys. <laughs> Thought he got a bad rap. Bad rap? Yeah, from you. Me? You heard me. So he packed a grip and he split for the coast. La La Land, L.A. Hey. Talking about one of the greatest shows in the planet, Squeezer. One of my favorites. Seinfeld. <laughs> This was the last episode of season three. Season three was one of my favorite episodes, uh, seasons. I mean, I fucking love every season of Seinfeld. Uh, I don't think there's a bad one. Uh, the show, uh, I can watch from tip to tail constantly or, or just pick a random episode and watch uh, whenever. That's one of those shows for me. Uh, the Keys was a great story, a, cr- a good Kramer. Uh, it starts with a montage of him doing some nonsense in Jerry's house, which pisses Jerry's off. And then finally pisses Jerry off. And then finally he's like, all right, give me the keys. He takes his spare keys back from Kramer. So Kramer, you know, acts like he didn't need him anyway. And then he disappears. And that's when we get to the scene where. Um, uh, Newman, they're grilling Newman in the hallway. Uh, so I like Newman's 1920s gangster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the keys. Yeah. It was the keys. <laughs> yeah, the keys. <laughs> so, you know, Kramer goes, he's broke the covenant of the keys, and he has to uh, come out of the shadows. Uh, and he goes to California to join, follow his dreams of becoming an actor. Uh, and he wants, he tells George this, and he wants George to join him, and he doesn't. So Jerry gives the spare key to Elaine. Um, and he needs a spare key because he forgot it and Kramer's not there to let him in. So he has George let him into Elaine's 
house and finds out she's writing a Murphy Brown, an episode of Mur- Murphy Brown and they read over it and she catches them and gets pissed. And there's like a lot of like, give me the key back. Will you give me my key? And he wants, she wants the key back from George. Uh, and, um, since they can't find uh, Kramer, they're watching Murphy Brown one night and all of a sudden Murphy has a new secretary, Stephen Snell, and it's Kramer. And she goes, I, I have a good feeling about you, Stephen. And they're like, it's Kramer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how the season ends. Like, oh, my God, Kramer's on Murphy Brown. He's in L.A., uh, what's gonna happen? It leads to the the what makes a good season finale squeezer. Well, fuck. What makes a great season finale uh, is the the f- first episode of the next season and how it ties in. Now it could be a complete jerk and not tie in at all, or you could do something magical. And they kind of did with the trip. Uh, there was a two parter uh, coming back and starting season four where Kramer. And Jerry go out to Los Angeles uh, to try to find uh, Kramer. And it just shows uh, Kramer being accused of being the smog strangler. Uh, And he's arrested. (laughs) And uh, Jerry and George try to resolve the whole situation. Uh, The whole police car scene is is hysterical. Um, Great episode. A lot of fun. Um and Seinfeld, I mean, come on. Uh, we're talking season three squeeze are some of the best episodes. The Note, the episode where they're trying to get free massage therapy because of getting a doctor's note and having it paid for by insurance. <laughs> and George mm-hmm. gets massaged by a man and he says it moved. He's questioning his sexuality. Um, The Pen, when he goes... The, the, uh, Jerry and Elaine uh, go to Florida to visit the parents and uh, he gets the pen that could write upside down in space. Um, the library with Bookman. Uh, that's that's the can't stand ya. You know, the bean teeth. Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, Tropic of Cancer, Tropic of, Tropic of Cancer Corn. The parking garage, which is a great episode that takes that's place completely epic. in a mall parking garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cafe with Babat, Baboot. And then he's empty. He, you know, takes that's the first appearance of him. He's in the season finale. Um, the the tape when Elaine, someone leaves an erotic message on Jerry's tape recorder when he's taping a set, and they find out it's Elaine. And uh, George is trying the baldness remedy from China. Oh, the alternate side. When Kramer gets a line in a Woody Allen film where he says these pretzels are making me thirsty. These oh, pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah. Um, I'm trying the subway. That's another great episode where they all they're all start on the subway and they all take different routes from the day. Jerry's on with the naked guy and they go to Coney Island. Kramer goes to the horse race and almost and wins money. The horse racing. Uh, uh, OTB, I believe it is, and wins a bunch of money. He's like, her mother was a mother. Her father was a mother. <laughs> Elaine misses, gets stuck and misses the lesbian wedding she was supposed to attend. And George is going to a um, job interview and gets seduced by this woman who robs him and takes like $3 out of his wallet because she thinks he's really rich and then winds up taking a suit. 
Um, the Pez Dispenser, that's a great one, where he's clapping with the little Tweety Bird Pez Dispenser. At George's girlfriend's piano recital. That's the hand. I had hand, Jerry. <laughs> um... Oh, the Keith Hernandez ones, the boyfriend with the whole, uh, what's it, uh, what's the film in JFK? Uh, this is a Pruder film? It's a Pruder film. It's a Pruder film. They, they, they show it in like old film style with him getting spit. There had to be a second spitter. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Keith Hernandez begins dating Helene and Elaine and Jerry gets jealous. Uh, and George is trying to collect unemployment. Uh, the limo, which is okay. Um, uh, then the parking space where they George and another driver quarrel over a parking space in front of Jerry's house, uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, then the keys that was season three. That was good. 1992 is a good yeah. year for Seinfeld. Uh, but I just wanted to go over why that season was good and how it ended. On a good note, uh, like leading up to another great season. Damn, those numbers are crazy. 19.5, million viewers a night. I know. It was insane. You can't like like, fucking come near ratings like this anymore. No. That was Seinfeld. That was my first pick. Squeezer, moving on to your first season finale. Fine night to leave the galaxy. Does anyone know what poison oak looks like? Why is this so heavy? Isn't this our VCR? Oh, oh, is it? You you know, I couldn't remember whether I bought that or if you guys... uh... Keep it. I insist. As I recall, you only had two suitcases when you got here. What what's in these boxes anyway? Elf, your ride's here. Safe home, my friend. Hey, no problem. We'll be going against traffic. <laughs> Elf, someone's coming. Get back here. What a here's bummer number one to start off uh, Squeezer's fun picks. Um, so the, the series finale is also is the it is the season finale of uh, season four, which it, at, by the way was not the series finale uh, intention as intended because uh, it's a to be continued. But it never was, uh, right? But it never was. No, not until uh, six years later when ABC picked it up and made Project ALF. Um, So, ALF was on the air for four years, and it did well, but its ratings were starting to slip in season four. So, whereas by, like, season 
two and three, it was ranked ten and fifteen. Uh, by season four, it was down at thirty nine. Now, still, it's not terrible, but Alf wasn't an easy show to make. Uh, it took longer to shoot than your average show because of all you know. Look, put your kids to bed. Look, Alf was a puppet. Okay, so took a little more uh, to do. Um, also, the cast was not necessarily all of them unhappy, but if you look at the final shot, <laughs> uh, a picture of all the cast and crew together. Um, Wasn't Willie smoking crack? Uh, I don't know. No, you no, you just thought he was a superior actor and didn't belong there. Uh, Max Wright uh, did... Uh, I mean, it might have been. It was the 80s and TV. Everyone was doing it. Uh, Max Wright hated it. Wanted out. Hated Alf. Hated the show. Hated the process. Hated the fact that he, they were, the family, the people were not the star of the show, but that it was this furry little brown guy was the rock star. But he should have been. Alf was hilarious. And and it was targeted, the, the target demographic was the kids. People I don't care what some 30, 40 something. I don't know how old Max Wright was at the time. He looked like he was like 50, but still more power to him. Uh, he was miserable. He hated it. He was ravaged um, by alcohol. According to Radar Online, ravaged by alcoholism and crack fueled orgies with homeless men. Wow. I don't know. That's a little. You know what? Wikipedia would tell us that. <laughs> like, give him a home at least. If you're gonna orgy them, yeah, they they should. They're not homeless after you after the orgy, right? Yeah, ta- I mean, yeah. take them home. Don't. I mean, God, yeah, yeah. Or, or go to their house. Oh, sorry. Um. Anyway, uh, Paul Fusco had an agreement. Who was the executive producer, writer, and puppeteer, uh, and voice of Alf, and he. It was like a. Verbal agreement with the network. Hey, we're working things out, but don't worry, you guys are going to be back, so start working on season five. So he's writing season five, and he had plans to basically shake it up. And I, I think people would have been pissed had, had it have gone down this way because they're like, oh, the family and all that. But it's one of those things, like, he, he realized th- the show had run its course with Alf in uh, in the house all the time with the family. Like, how long can this go on for? So what they were going to do was move Alf to, he was going to be captured, move Alf to the military base, and it was going to be like Sergeant Bilko with a furry alien. Mm, I, w- I would move him to Hawaii. <laughs> I learned something that uh, I, it, when I, you're <laughs> trying to make a television show, show, always try to stage it in Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, does it have anything to do with the producers and crew living in Hawaii while shooting? It has uh, 110% to do with the producers and crew <laughs> and actors living in Hawaii while shooting, yes. Um, yeah, so the intention was to make it that style of show, change it up a little bit, have more straight men and than Alf, and you don't get more straight 
than military. So it was it was going to be a fun little. You're saying uh, straight is in not funny, not straight is in sexuality. We're yes, just talking about Willie having man. Like gay David's orgies. Fake. Yes, and again, when I say David, I mean in funny, like not sexuality. Um, kind of how you play the straight man to to me. Yes, yes. Like uh, you know, we we both we we change we change different roles. Yeah, I play the straight guy to you too, I guess, because I'm yeah, not funny. We, we, <laughs> no, we. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, the lunch lady's hysterical, but I'm not. Oh, you're hysterical. I we, think you I, make me yeah, laugh. We, we, we both play. Uh, yeah, the, it's the straight We're guy not to, nearly as dumb. I play the straight guy to lunch lady. You play the molested guy to lunch lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really a uh, character actor here. Um, I dig deep. Uh, anyway, so. Think about Boy Scouts. Think about Boy Scouts. <laughs> um. So if you want to see what season five would have looked like, uh, go to uh, Project Alf, which was uh, a made-for-TV movie produced by ABC in 1996, um, starring, of course, the great Miguel Ferrer. Um, and uh, basically, like, the, the beginning of that movie where Alf is on the base messing with the guys and he's talking to, like, uh, a board of military personnel and... It, it, that's basically what the show is going to be for its fifth season. Um, meanwhile, the Tanner family's moved to Iceland, uh, but then it, things get a little out of hand because they they kidnap Alf and try to rescue him, and then out him, and I guess he's safe. Then uh, at that point, he becomes uh, an ambassador. Uh, but yeah, at, at the time, it was a real sad bummer, and you don't expect that from a show like this. Um, and he even, even had it continued, I, people definitely would have been upset. And it, it was definitely darker uh, than what you expect from an episode of ALF. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think if it had the show not have ended there, it would have dropped further down. Because if the cast isn't into it and... You're all, and you're at the point where you're thinking you need to change it up. Then you need to change it up. And I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a whole season now because I love the, like the first half of the movie, uh, first like third or whatever they're on the base. Yeah, it's it's great. He's just playing poker with the guys and you know, getting like tortured and having tests done on him. Mm-hmm. But it always results in the doctor being electrocuted or killed. It's it's amusing. Um. Yeah, so four seasons for Alf. Season four finale was also the uh, kind of the series finale because then he moved on to you know he got a movie and then he got a talk show too. So he did have a talk. There, Alf is prime to make short-lived a, talk shows. Alf is prime to make a comeback. Man, come on! I think so. Get yeah. get your shit together. Call me if you want me to write the Alf movie. I have it in my head. It's called Alf Goes to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will produce it, so I'll need to be on site. All right, here is my uh, second pick, Squeezer. This is hold on, I'm trying. I wanted to watch the video with everyone while I played it, so I got to pull up uh, the goddamn video. Ooh, what was that? Uh, beer. What kind of beer? Uh, terrapin. 
What's that? It's a kind of turtle. <laughs> what kind of beer? Uh, it's a a recreational ale. Yeah. It's like a knife. It's like a, a light IPA. It's uh, very crushable. Well, goddamn. Here is my next season finale. idea what the fuck this is um i'm trying to remember but it is oh, okay yep from full house uh so this is the end of season five it aired in may 5th of 1992 well the part there's a part one i have a lot of part one and part twos uh part one aired may 5th but I have to talk about part one because part two aired May 12th, the true season finale. Sorry about that beer burp. Part one, um, basically, uh, uh, Becky, uh, always looking good. I forgot how uh, young RK loved me some Aunt Becky in Full House. Even though she went to prison for lying to get her daughters and uh yeah. college now it's even and now even better <laughs> uh also looking super handsome my god uh uncle jesse was just a <sighs> good looking man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but uh this is this show uh, is about jesse and uh the beach boys come to the house uh, wearing a uh, looking very hard to look young, uh, Mike and Bruce from the, <laughs> Mike Love and Bruce Johnson come in, and they're wearing he's wearing a big dog t shirt. One of them, I forget the the non, I don't know who's who. I I've seen them at the Wind Creek when they've come, and they look much older. But man, they were trying to look young in this. They go and they sing uh, a version of Forever with Jesse, his ballad, and uh, they get it to. Uh, Fat Fish Records and David, the record, the sleazy 90s, you know, record producer wants to turn forever into a dance song uh, and then uh, turn it into a rap song. And that's what we're watching in an episode. And that's that that is the end to be continued appears and the EP credits roll part two the week later, May 12th, Friday night, TGIF. We sit down and realize that he thinks it's his only shot at a record deal. So he takes the contract and they make him dress up in the Aladdin style clothes uh, and do the whatever the fuck that rap was we just listened to. Uh, <laughs> then he he just gets pissed and uh, he ditches the record deal and uh, he's got no job 
and he's got no prospects. But like Full House, he's got a family and a lot of love to get him through some bad times. But at this point in season five, they have the two twins. Oh. Well, she still kept her job on air, right? Yeah, she's still co-hosting, I believe. All right, yeah, yeah. So they already got free rent. I mean, they're living in a in an attic. Yeah, they're living in the attic in an in, in a house that probably costs fourteen million dollars in San Francisco. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, he bluffs to Fat Fish Records that another record company is going to pay him to do his song his way. So they agree to release Forever as the love power ballad it was written to be, with a oh. music video to air on MTV. You know, because kids, MTV used to air music videos. They they what? Tr- they tried their hardest not to since the beginning of MTV, uh, and but but they did. Uh, Danny in the first episode, DJ wants to go to uh, spend her summer in Barcelona, and I don't blame her because ninety two in Barcelona. No one ever heard of of Barcelona until summer of nineteen ninety two, Squeezer, and you know why. Uh, yeah. Goddamn fucking dream team. Yep. The 1992 Summer Olympics take place in Barcelona, and all of us as kids collectively find out, what the fuck is Barcelona? We're not realizing we heard it on Full House, like, two months earlier. <laughs> but, like, this this city uh, has the dream team, the best basketball team ever assembled, ascends on Spain to destroy the entire world and take home the gold. With all the biggest names in basketball, led by Michael Jordan, it is fucking insane. I can't tell you how big the Dream Team USA merchandise was uh, locally. It still is a big deal, and at the time, it was fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Barcelona, uh, that the whole city was basically remade in 1992 for the Summer Olympics, um, and it is a beautiful city, and I, it's probably my favorite one in Europe, and I highly recommend. And I haven't seen every city in Europe, but I've seen a handful of the popular ones. I I think Barcelona is the best. It's really fun. the right. food's great. Uh, you know, I think I'll go check it out. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm gonna go on the 26th. I'll be your Danny. You you be <laughs> well, the 26th isn't gonna work. No, and, but unless 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 just like Danny finally allowing DJ to spend her summer there, the condition is you have to write me every week and. Kimmy, whoever that is in your life, needs to pass a Spanish exam before she can go. Although they, uh, I hope I hope you speak Spanish because you're also my Kimmy. Yeah, yeah, but they they're not. It's not Spanish. They speak Catalanese there. Oh, fancy! It's, it's Catalan Catalonia, I think. I don't know how to say it, but it's a different country. They want they're trying to secede from Spain. There was a riots uh, of that while we were there. We walk out and there's like all these cops and these riots in the street. And we go to the cop like, uh, is this okay? He goes, yeah, yeah, just go that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was that when the Beach Boys show up? I'm try. I have the vivid memory of them in that. Like, is this is it the first time they show up on the show? No, or no, no. Because I I remember. Is it the first time? Like the. They they open the doors and like they all just walk through the front door and they yeah, just stand yeah. there. Yeah, this is just this is through the back door through the kitchen. Like Becky runs in and she's like, "The beach blah 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 for the Beach Boys are here and I promised to make cook them a family dinner." She goes, "Call Charlie's Chicken and get chicken down here." Like that's all shtick. Then they walk in wearing gotcha. 
He's wearing his bright blue big dog shirt. Remember big dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Trying to look young and cool, and he just looks nothing but an old man. (laughs) Uh, Michelle gets her ant farm, which for some reason she wanted really bad. Uh, And uh, Uncle Joey helps her start a lemonade business inside the house uh, for a dime a glass. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was all in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pack a lot in. Mm-hmm. So the, it ends with everyone seeing the finished real music video, the love ballad. And, uh, you know, they all go crazy. Uh, and Danny comes in and magically says, I tried to buy a copy of the single and it was all sold out. But Jesse bought every copy. So he hands them out. He even gives Comet one. Ah. <laughs> uh. So he basically broke even, and he can continue to live in Danny's attic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the single was a big thing back then. It was a cassette single of the song. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yes, single. For all you who did not know. Squeezer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go take a nap while you talk about your next pick. All right. Wait. Gracias, Chibiago Domine. Yes, I lied. It was a sin. I've committed many sins. Have I displeased you, you feckless thug? 3.8 million new jobs, that wasn't good. (laughs) Bailed out Mexico, increased foreign trade. 30 million new acres of land for conservation. Put Mendoza on the bench. We're not fighting a war. I've raised three children. That's not enough to buy me out of the doghouse. Hate Kratom, Adeo Pio. Adeo Justo. Adeo Shito. Cruciatos in crucia. Tu es in terra servos nuntias fui, officium perfecce. Cruciatos in crucia. Eas in crucia. You get horns. Damn. Nothing says rad years like Emilio Estevez's dad yelling at God in Latin. Yeah, you're goddamn right about that. Yeah. Did you, were you able to translate while he was doing it? Yeah, I was... Uh, I was having dreams of Father Nelson talking to me, ah, d- talking gotcha. dirty to me in Latin. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorite episodes of TV ever. Uh, two cathedrals. Was this uh, the one? What was the one they did during COVID? Where they recreated it on stage, and it was on like HBO Max or something. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if. Was it this one? They recreated it. I don't remember. Oh, no. Uh, It was Hartfield's Landing was the episode they did. Oh, yeah. That was a a bottle episode itself, I think. Mm. Bottle episode is dubbed after Star Trek, the original show, to save money uh, on certain episodes so they could spend more on effects in other episodes. They'd have episodes that take place all on the ship's bridge squeezer. 
Yep. And yep. the the cast would call it the ship in the bottle episode, which dubbed the term bottle episodes for television shows, uh, episodes that take place all in like one or two sets or rooms. Are you trying to make my West Wing pick less boring by talking about Star Trek? Uh, that that would be the opposite. Um. <laughs> uh, so it's the end of season two. Uh, and uh, so they got a little cliffhanger here. He's it's set up the whole time where uh, he's been covering up that he has MS, and a word gets out, and. Uh, now I also, did Google this squeezer, not to cut in, but um, a lot of people consider this the best episode of television, and the West Wing. Yes. Ever. Yeah. It really is good. It's phenomenal. Enchantress loves the show. Yeah, I I love the show. I've seen this episode probably more than anything else. Do you do you and Dan at work ever get into the West Wing? Uh, we really haven't. Cause he's a uh, he's a big. Speaking of Star Trek, he's a big West Wing fan. Yeah, yeah, they, they kind of go hand in hand. It's a lot of you know. If you like standing around and talking about you know. Oh, W. G. Snuffy manner. Waldron did the music. Yes, he did the music and, well, for uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, the show. Uh, so he's the one that and and why this episode is so brilliant too. It, the ending. Uh, where he has to make an announcement and address the, the basically that you know his lies and you know and uh, whether or not what what he's going to do if he's going to run for re-election despite all this or if he's going to step down and the, the whole scene it the ending scene step sets it up with previously in the episode his secretary for the last two seasons who is also. Uh, like the uh, head, like the set, his father's secretary and his uh, uh, not what, what not a uh, boarding school, whatever. So like they have history together. He brings her in his secretary. She is killed in a car crash, off camera, and that's where the whole him ranting at God comes from because they're at her service. No, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. happen. Uh, and then so there's a he has a scene. Uh, where, uh, there's a storm rolling in. And uh, she confronts him, uh, and she's dead, but it's a, a kind of dream sequence kind of thing. Like saying, uh, suck it up, bitch, you know? It's like people. there's a lot of people that got it much worse. You got a job to do, go do it. And then so he steps out. Uh, Dulé Hill comes in, uh, the guy from uh, all those shows that were on USA then after he left this one. Right. Um. And it's raining, and he's just, you know, fuck my coat. I'm going to go out in the rain because, you know, visually it looks cool. Uh, and then meanwhile, the music starts building, and it's Dire Straits Brothers in Arms. And it's one of my favorite songs off one of my favorite albums. But at the same time, it works perfectly. And so Walden presented to Sorkin uh, – the song is like, this is what we're going to end the show with, which was rare on the West Wing. You didn't, if they did use music, it was usually like a classical piece or a religious piece that was then recomposed for the show. Like, right. uh, like the Christmas episode, like they play, like they're like, there is a chorus singing little drummer boy at a, a church function that Christmas while there's 
uh, a military burial. Like it, it's very dramatic. But this was like one of the few times where they actually used like license a licensed song. And Sorkin was kind of against it because he's like he didn't want to hand off. He, he's a bit of a control freak, and like the way he, he writes, like you read the way he wrote. And for him, it's like by doing this, you're handing off that episode to Dire Straits. It's like now Mark Knopfler's words are in the show, and they aren't his words. And then he, but he was driving in the studio, and he's listening to it, and he's like, "Shit, this is perfect." Uh, so they went with it. So he walks out in the rain. He gets to the press conference, and he's told, "Pick this old guy in the front row." He's the meteorologist guy, and his first question is going to be about the weather, and it's going to help break slow things down, and we can go from there. And he looks at him, and the music's building, and then uh, they're like, oh, watch this. And he picks the other, like, the lady in the back. And she's like, are you going to run again? Blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of leans back, puts his hands in his pockets, and the music keeps going, and then boom, black. Like, oh, shit. Spoilers. Hate to ruin it for you. Hmm. But, you know, it was 21 years ago. Just awesome what? ending. Uh, awesome cliffhanger. And and uh, it was only the end of season two, so, yeah, he runs again. And then wins. Because it was on for, you know, seven seasons. <sighs> so, yeah. a full term, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well no, still two, two terms. Yeah. Two terms. I mean, it, it was well. They were already by the time season one starts, they're already a year in. Ah. Yeah. So technically, yeah, it covers the whole thing, and then yeah, the season seven is uh, his final days, and more of it is spent on the election with uh, Jimmy Smith and Alan Alda. It's a hell of a cast. Everyone wants to read Aaron Sorkin's words. Mm-hmm. 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 I absolutely love it. You should go watch it. Okay. I'll hold on. Let's pause and come back to this. All right. I'll go watch it. We'll do a watch along. <gasps> we can do a two cathedrals watch along. All right. Here is my next pick. That pig of yours is all over the country. Oh, how wonderful. It's not wonderful. Look. Good news, son. I found the perfect mate for you. Her name is Barbie, and she's from Malibu. Now, she has a boyfriend named Ken, but he's not much of a man. I checked. Mom, your book is ruining my life. Now, Jay, you're only saying that because you resent my success. You think old women should just curl up and rot away. Oh, oh, it's times like this that I wish I had tear ducts. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just a big thing to me. It's not real, Jay Sherman, but an incredible simulation. <laughs> I love this show. Oh, do we lose Squeezer? Did he go? No, no, oh. I'm laughing. Oh. <laughs> uh, the critic. This was the season one finale, and the episode was called, like, listen, I've, I know I've talked about it multiple times. They're all pretty much on YouTube. 
Go back and watch The Critic. You'll laugh hysterically. There's so many funny jokes in it. This one was the called A Pig Boy and His Dog. And it's the 13th overall episode and the season finale of season one. Uh, and uh, his mother, Ellen, so he was adopted, Jay Sherman, played by, uh, it stinks, played by um, John Lovitz. And his mother, Eleanor, they're really rich, and but they kind of like hate him for some reason. So <laughs> in, inspired by his son, her son's portly figure, Eleanor writes a children's book called The Fat, Fat Little Pig. And Jay becomes a laughingstock, and his boss Duke like leans into it, which is all great. And he makes like a ride at his theme park, uh, the Ham Hawk, I think it's called. <laughs> um, and they're making all these merchandise, and everyone's compare, and it all looks like Jay with the sweater and everything. Um, and then like it, like it's like I don't look like him, and it cuts to him with like an apple in his mouth, and they all start chasing him. <laughs> And he's like, squeak. Duke's like, squeal, piggy. I think I, I said this before. I always saw Duke as another former boss of ours. Jim Cramer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's very much Jimbo. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jimbo. Um, Hired both of us. Yeah. yeah. I like to give him credit for that. Um, One of the greatest jokes. Uh, and the, his, the dad is... Uh, Jay's dad is so fucking funny. Um, uh, Franklin is the dad. And uh, Wilson is uh, supposed to be a play on Wilson from Home Improvement. You know, over the fence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's actually a, a <laughs> scarecrow. And Franklin goes out to talk to it. And... Um, well, first, Eleanor goes to talk to it, and the frog's on his shoulders. It says, rivet, rivet, rivet. So Eleanor is a scene screwing rivets in on a construction site. And then Franklin goes to talk about it, and it's an Alan. He goes, my uh, my wife, Eleanor. And who? My wife, Eleanor. Who? My wife, Eleanor. And it just keeps going on like that over and over. <laughs> and it's they because they keep going out to the neighbor for advice. And it's just a, sca a scarecrow. Another funny joke. There's, like, the funny movie clips in this. There's... um. Uh, what the fuck was his name? He played Superman's dad, and he played uh, he played the Godfather. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Famous actor, Superman's dad. Squeeze me. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, yes. Oh, yeah. Marlon Brando in a Barney costume. It's really funny. <laughs> uh. There is a lot of um, good jokes, and I I definitely recommend uh, watching all the critic episodes because they're really funny. This one's really funny though, uh, and she she makes it up to Jay by killing off the pig in her the last book. Oh, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Uh, Tiny, uh, he gets a dog at the beginning when he's walking through New York and it gets really big and um, uh, he's trying to get rid of it because it's too big for his apartment. He takes it to his one restaurant owner and he starts drawing on it with chalk like all the, like, the butchering pieces. <laughs> that's funny. But he winds up giving Tiny to the mom because that's what she needed to feel whole in her life. So it comes full. Oh, and there's a, there's a Jurassic Park sequence in it, Squeezer. 
He has nightmares. Oh, right. He has nightmares of being in the Ford Explorer and Tiny like mm-hmm. coming up and being. And there's also Jaws. There's the Robo Clapper, which is a spoof of Robot, um, Robocop, and of course the Barney the Dinosaur, the motion picture with Marlon Brando is done. The kids, get away from me! I can't do a Marlon Brando. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm not going to say we should watch it now, but I should. You should. It's so fucking funny. I, I still laugh hysterically when I watch it. Uh, I love Franklin, his dad. Everything with him is just so funny. Great character. Like a fucking out of his mind father character. I don't know why I would like that. Oh, Lane, I'm completely within my mind. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Here is your third pick, Hanson. Vance. Vanson Danfus. This is Vanson. The planet's gravity got us. We're going down. West of Vanson. Hold on, we're coming after you. Secure the colonists. Use the personal rescue enclosures. Negative. Danfoos is out, I'm not leaving her. We'll fire a deorbiter burn. <laughs> oh, Fuck may touch down. <laughs> Survivable. We'll intercept. Nathan. Take her home. Roger that. What is this? Ah. A crescendo. Yeah. Big scores in this show. Uh, you, you don't vividly remember shot for shot the final episode of Space Above and Beyond? Never um, heard of the show ever. Ever in what? my life. Space Above oh, and Beyond. Oh my god, I watched every episode from the the made for TV movie pilot non. I don't know what uh, this when, is. When I, when I could. Fucking Fox. Alright. It's a World War Two show in space. Yikes. Yeah, oh, it's fucking great. Uh, it cost a lot of money to make. Because uh, there are a lot of special effects. Especially for 96. Um, 95. And, uh, well, 95, 96. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, there, it was like five million an episode, I think, at some points. Um, and they started cutting back on the flight episodes because, well, you know, CGI spaceships are more expensive than hey, let's go out in Utah and uh, run around in spacesuits for a little bit. Um, but it, so it was written and produced by Glenn Morgan and James Wong. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, this was a, their baby. They loved this shit. Like this wasn't like a uh, we're gonna throw something on the wall and. Uh, was this pre X Files or post X Files? Uh, pre. Uh, well, actually, or were they simultaneous? Because this is ninety five. X Files was uh, ninety three. So this is post. Well, not post. I mean, they were still. It was during, yeah. X Files ran during. X Files yeah. ran to two thousand, um, but two thousand. Yeah, I think I think that's why they might have gotten the green light to go ahead with this. Oh, uh, so because even the first season X Files wasn't a little shaky. Like they were like, oh, we don't know. And then season two picked up, and by then season one, like word of mouth had spread, and season two took off like wildfire. Um, so they got the green light to do uh, Space of Bum Beyond. 
And it it's a really good show. Uh, it's well written, and like the characters, uh, some would argue they were weren't developed properly. Um, but like, it was more of a, a, a like a personal, like the personal stories of these individuals, and it wasn't like a rah rah war action show. And there was plenty of that, but it was never glamorized. Mm-hmm. Like, it war sucked, and there are a lot of episodes they kill off characters, they kill off the main characters brother and like and it, it's meant to like break your heart because it it's a war and it's not supposed to be uh this glamorous thing and it's kind of gritty it's kind of dirty it's 90s at, at this point uh when did deep space like deep space nine was doing its thing uh so it's like there were these space shows that were out there that weren't um like the the the, the the bright future of like the the Buck Rogers or even like Star Trek Buck Rogers, dude, how old am I? But like it, it was a dirtier, grittier kind of thing, uh, almost along the lines of like what they did with uh, Battlestar Galactica, like ten years later. Uh, Bears but... beats Battlestar Galactica. I know, but I know all I know about Battlestar Galactic is what Dwight said in the office. Oh. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of like uh, lot, a lot of storylines crossing. Are you, are you of, not an Office fan? Uh, I I get it from I I pick it up here and there. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, us, I'm not I'm not a huge us like, true Office fans have done multiple rewatches, Squeezer. No, I I haven't seen every episode yet. Alone, oh, watched the whole season or series or whatever. It's it's imagine we dealt with a boss who had no self awareness, but imagine yeah. if you had a boss who was an idiot and had no self awareness, but kind of had a soul. No, no, I, I've seen the show. Yeah, that's I, Michael I, Scott. I, I, yeah, I know. We it's had a fun. boss it's who fun. was an idiot, no self-awareness, and was a complete and, asshole and no, without a soul. Complete yeah. asshole, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you know Steve Carell's intentions were good for the most part. Well, Michael Scott, but yes. Michael Scott. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, he definitely, he's, yeah, he, it was hard to hate him. Yeah. Uh yeah, anyway, uh, the show ends kind of, it, it definitely ends on a downer, and they weren't officially canceled. But uh, Glenn Morgan, James Wong, they knew the writing was on the wall. Um, this show is the, uh, the epitome of Fox fucking with the schedule. Um, the only show to, like, survive I, I was- that was King of the Hill. That was like the show that never died. They'd fuck around yeah. the schedule, fuck around. Like, oh, it was baseball and football constantly fucked around the schedule and they still managed to make it work. And that that's this didn't that didn't help it either. There it moved from like I think like a, a Sunday to a Thursday. Kind of like the Simpsons too, but uh but like at random times and they wouldn't announce it. Uh one time it aired at like 1 in the morning. It's like, oh, here's your new episode. It's uh, Wednesday, one a.m. Go. <laughs> I'd watch um, it. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was pretty much like abandoned, and so they saw the writing on the wall. 
And you're like, all right, well, let's go out with a bang. And uh, if we do get picked up, we'll figure it out. But uh, this is a war, so uh, people are going to die. And they visually on screen kill off one main character who sacrifices himself to buy the other character's time. Uh, in the clip that you heard, uh, two of the other main characters, their ship is damaged and it's going down. And the last time you see them is them like just plummeting toward the planet, which season three could pick up with, you know, them or technically season. Yeah, season two. They, they, they was split, too. So there's a lot of time. The show ran from September 95 to June of 9. Oh, okay. It was just, it was a very strange, just, you never knew it when it was on. Um, and then uh, one of the other main characters is wounded beyond repair, and he gets sent off. So there's only, like, two guys left, and the show is left with them just lying in their bunks uh, alone. Like, where everyone else is gone. It's just them. The war is still going on. Every They'll get folded into another unit, and it continues. And the thing was, like, the whole episode, like, they die saving, like, five colonists. That was it. They, they're, it's a quick rescue mission. Go get these guys. So you can argue, like, in the big picture of things, like, it wasn't like, oh, they sacrificed themselves. They ended the war. They're heroes. No Luke Skywalker moment or what, you know, nothing. It was basically meaningless uh and that was the message that they were trying to get across and it worked it was it was it was actually a fitting ending to the show like if it like if everyone at the end went home and they saved the day and they're the ones that ended the war by themselves it wouldn't have it would have undone all the work that they did leading up to it i was thinking the same thing yeah if you go back, uh, you'll see every one of the actors that was in it uh, is in uh, like season four and five of X Files. Then like, hey, hey, come on, you're you got nothing going on right now. You're do this one because it was very like tight. Uh, they really enjoyed working on the show, and I enjoyed watching it. Well, um, are we ready to move on? I mean, I can go line for line and MacGyver it if you want. No. Uh, I I prefer you not as MacGyvering it, but I prefer you in a flannel shirt with a little bit of a beard being my Al Borland. Ooh. I'm amazed. You like it? You like it? I hate it. What is it? Is it? It's a riding lawnmower with a jet engine off a Chinook helicopter. <laughs> your mind you put a jet engine on a lawnmower no but thanks for thinking i could i borrowed this it's on loan from the u.s lawnmower racing association why would anyone do this think about it you got riding lawnmowers you got jet engines sooner or later somebody was gonna put them together <laughs> tell me you're not gonna race this thing technically it won't be a race it's just an exhibition with um bob Vila. i should have known Whenever Bob Vila's on the show, you turn everything into a competition. Jill, this is for charity. No, it's not. It's to compete. Honey, this is no competition. This is going to be a slaughter. I'll be at the finish line, and Bob Vila will be back there at the starting post, picking mulch out of his beard. See ya, Bobby. 
fast is this thing going? Right now, this gearing about 62. But if I regear it, 94. <laughs> and after they pry you out of this with the crowbar, I'll turn to the crowd and say, he was a nice man, a good man, but not a bright man. <laughs> <laughs> And Chantress surprisingly has had a few conversations. <laughs> Very similar when I talked about jacking up the speed on our electric scooters. <laughs> uh, a nice man, a good man, but not a very bright man. <laughs> uh, we've, we've often made the comparison. I am the Tim the Toolman Taylor to your Al Borland, right? Oh, clear, yeah, clearly, by far. Yeah, that's that's probably the most apt comparison we've ever heard you know what you're talking about you know you're smart you have a beard sometimes i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> i have a beard sometimes uh an idiot who's a showman who wants to you know make everything splashy and fast and i drive <laughs> like a mania i like i like uh, and and, like and i will just uh stand there and that's right right <laughs> Right, Ryan. <laughs> uh, this was the season finale of season two of Home Improvement, The Great Race, when Tim, of course, is competing once again against his uh, nemesis, Bob Vila, of This Old House. You're, you're a big fan of Right Squeezer. Uh, not a huge fan. I, I am uh, more of a... The the later I like when they added on and expanded the cast, but yeah, it's yes. A Bob Vila. Uh, a Bob Vila's fine. I'm more of a Norm Abrams kind of guy. Norm was the guy who knew what he was doing. Bob was the idiot, right? Yes. Or was no? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to say Bob wasn't the idiot, but Bob did a good job of not being pretending to be the idiot, but just as he played the average everyday person on the show, he knew his shit. But he made sure, like, to be a good, like, I think we talked about this before in the show. My yes. dad didn't like him because he's like, he doesn't know anything. I'm like, his job is to ask the questions to the guy so he can answer, and then you learn. <laughs> he was a great host. I never watched a second of that show. It shows. Um, at, Norm Abrams is the Al Borland of the. Just Google picture Norm Abrams. He is the Al Borland of the, uh, of the crew, and just by looking at him. He's got old Yankee workshop oh, or a yeah. new Yankee workshop. New Yankee workshop. That's that's my guy. So uh, our friend, in fact, Eric from Texas Eric from sent Texas me a hard drive with all the with, episodes, like, all the episodes on it. Still have it. You guys are brothers in woodworking. Try to be. I got a project. So the one thing that you might not know about this episode, Squeezer, is this is Pamela Anderson's last episode as a recurring cast member because she left oh. the series after this episode and Heidi came on. I'm not going to lie. I really liked Heidi. I did too. And I, 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 talk, I talked before about my love of Jill Taylor for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why. I, I watch it now and I'm like, what was I thinking as a kid? But, you know, hormones get the best of us. <laughs> of course... Tim bops it and crashes through some shit. And uh, the two little dipshits, uh, Brad and Randy, have Mark uh, do the tadpole secrecy test, uh, which is holding a live tadpole in his mouth for three seconds, but he accidentally swallows it. And, you know, chaos ensues. 
But the best part of it is, is fucking Tim puts a jet engine on a fucking lawnmower. That's only something stupid enough that I'd want to do. And I would help you. Right. Would you drive it, though, or let me take it off first? Uh, I would let you take it out first. But <laughs> I would, you know I mean, I would try do my best to make sure it's as safe as possible. <laughs> sure. Uh, you, you you don't like to speed, right? You'll take it nice and easy. It depends. You mean like in a car on the road? Yeah. I'll go fast if I can. Okay. Do you drive? Usually like- when you're usually when you're with me, I'm in a company vehicle and I have a little thing there saying, "Hey, he's going fast." Yeah, but you realize that I- I'm with you and it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I'm still not gonna do it. I I remember our old boss. We had to go to Hershey, and he said, "Don't let Squeezer drive. He drives like a little old lady." <laughs> like it depends. I I go with the flow of track. I make sure there's at least one person going faster than me. Who's coming down? Me and Squeezer. Uh, you drive. Well, no, you drive. He drives like a little old lady. I need you here on time. Like okay. <laughs> knows. I, everyone knows I have a tendency to have a heavy foot. You look. There is driving fast. Right. Then there's speeding. Mm-hmm. And then there's shooting the gap. <laughs> um, I love to shoot the gap. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I'm the best wheel man in the business. Uh, Jason. You sh- yeah. Our friend Jay- yeah. Darth Jason, who listens to the show, said to me that he goes, "If I want to get you know to the hospital because uh, I have a cold, I wouldn't use you." But if I'm robbing a bank and I need to get out of there, I would call you. <laughs> so he goes, you'd be a good wheel man in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, there's context to everything. Yes. Uh, just heading home from a long weekend at work. Uh, you know, we don't have to get there that fast. Uh, we're on the clock. I did have to pee. I appreciate that. But, uh... Would... The, the the upside to it is I would have been incinerated so fast I wouldn't have even known. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, great episode. I lo- My dad was a huge Home Improvement fan. Jeffrey was very much a Tim Taylor fan. Oh, then you want to watch Home Improvement? And I think I was the only other one in the house who liked to watch it with him. So it was one of our Aww. shows. Yeah. We had a lot of things. We like As much stuff as he had in common with Chris, you know, he realized I was his son. Uh, not like I was his son. Like I wasn't like I, I was Chris and him clash so much as, as many uh, things they have in common. Their personality wise are very different. Jeffrey and I, unfortunately oh, yeah. are very much the same. Oh, that's pretty good. Huh? Right. Yeah, dad. <laughs> that'd be, be fun yeah. to put a jet engine on the Bronco. Huh? That'd be awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And well, and the beauty of the show is like, Whereas other shows, like, and even just the way it's shot, it's kind of gimmicky. Um, and, like, y- you can tell when they go on location, they're like, ah, just set up a camera and roll on it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, it, it didn't, there there was no, like, extra, like, oh, let's bring out the grip truck for this one. It's, it's like, very much, right. yeah. 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 You, I, you I, can the, tell. Yeah. The, the, the scene. It was, like, go to a field where we could shoot him flying on this thing. Put a stunt guy there, shoot him at the end, crashing through this sign, and call yeah. it a day. But home improvement—it's like one of those things where you're like, you can, like, there was no jumping the shark there. 
Like where other shows like oh no, they put it's, a jet it, engine on a lawnmower. Yeah, right. It's home improvement started off the first episode was jumping it was jumping the shark. Like like it was Fonzie jumping the shark. Yeah. Like it was acceptable for the show. It was like the show because it was all in fun. Right. The show jumped the shark every episode. Not like not like metaphysically jumped the shark. It literally Tim was jumping a shark on a fucking surfboard like every episode. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what it fucking yeah, yeah, and the jet engine really just stepped it up. All right, um, here is your next episode. Radar, put a mask on. If that's my discharge, give it to me straight. I can take it. I have a message. Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake's plane. Was shot down over the Sea of Japan. It spun in. There were no survivors. Sounds dark. What is this all Ooh. about? I never watched uh, MASH. I know about MASH, but I don't really know anything about MASH. I think you would... Uh, I don't know if you would like it. Um. Yeah, it re- this one really ends on a bummer. And this now, was the mo- did the movie hard. come first or did the show? Yeah, movie came first. So there was a Robert Altman movie, right? Yes. And... Then they did this show. Yeah. Uh, so the movie came out in 70, and then the show started ran from 72 to 83. And it was Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Yeah, it took place. So the, the show took place during Korea, but it was clearly a metaphor and a uh, uh, judgment uh, holding a mirror up to Vietnam. Ah, gotcha. Uh, but it was also it was a comedy, um, and not like ha ha like punching the gut kind of funny. But like there was a lot of there were jokes. It was funny, like that that gallows humor and silliness that goes on with working a, a shit job. And I think what really hurt it, and because even like the so the West Wing. Mm-hmm. There's some really funny stuff in that show. There's some some really funny dialogue, some great jokes, some like even some like slapstick stuff. Like there there's humor in there because there's humor in everyday life. You can make even serious moments like funny, even with just a a look. You know, but the, I'm just saying this. 72 and the Korean War started in 1950 to 1953. This would yeah. be like right now if we made MASH about the Af- the beginning of the Afghanistan War, by the way. Ouch. I was about, like, my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to say the Gulf War. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Damn. 
that's that uh, pyramids and Caesar kind of thing. It just makes me feel older. <laughs> yes. Shit. Uh, also, like a tri- uh, Stegosaurus had been extinct for like a hundred million years before a T Rex existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but the problem, I, I think, and, and look, it didn't hurt it because its ratings were through the roof, and it was a good show. But there is initially a laugh track for the longest time. So if they said something funny or there's some humor or even a a beat, they had to pump that laugh track because that's what you did that's what you did back then and then it wasn't until Alan Alda in the later seasons had uh, more leverage when he was officially like oh you are the star of the show you and he had sway he was able to force them out of the laugh track which mm. I think helped it it didn't need it like if, if you're at home and they made you um... now what episode are you talking about all right, in this episode, all right, thank you. Get me back on track here. Uh, Abby Senior Henry. Uh, it's the season three finale, uh, which aired in 1975. So I wasn't quite born yet. Uh, uh, Abby Senior, it's so I, I watched some interviews uh, with. Uh, some of the creators and some of the the cast and stuff and like that, and I read some stuff, and it's actually a throwback to 1920s flappers, which was like a little slang term, like I'll be seeing ya. Mm-hmm. It was just I be seeing ya. Mm-hmm. And Henry being uh, the character, uh, Colonel Henry Blake, and he was beloved. So for three seasons, like he was the guy in charge, and he initially like w- was w- he was one of the main cast. And he was not, there was some serious, there was a couple straight characters, and then you had, like, uh, Trapper and Hawkeye, and you had... uh, Squeezer, I'd just like to point out that in three years, Mm -hmm. there'll be as much time between now and this episode as there was between this episode and the Roaring Twenties. Fuck. Wait, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Time really goes that fast, huh? It sure does, pal. Oh, shit. I don't know why. It, it hit me earlier today. I'm like, oh yeah, like 20 years ago. I'm like, oh, that's still 2020. That's only 2002. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I heard a song. I'm like, oh yeah, that came out in 2007. That's new. No. Nope. No, it's not. 2017 isn't new. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's five years old already. Yeah. Um. Shit. Really? Sorry to burst your bubble. Continue talking. Yeah, I know. No, it's all right. Uh, anyway, he was a beloved character, and he was kind of he, he was he was the he was the silly guy. He was the one that if you've ever seen the show, and there's the guy in charge, and he's the one wearing the fly fishing hat, and he liked to golf. And just like didn't take, he, he did his job well, but he didn't take it seriously. Like, look, he didn't want to be there. He was a surgeon, and he got sent to war. And in this episode, he finally gets word that he is going home. And there is really, there's no plot. There's like no, no, no proper um, rising, falling action, any of that. It is just a goodbye to him. 
this character is leaving the show. He calls his wife. He talks to his kid on the phone. Um, they, they take him leave. out to dinner, and like Alan Alda and Radar, like all the characters are just getting shit faced and being silly. It goes on way longer than it needs to. Um, there's a big goodbye, and it's silly and sweet. And that's it. That's the episode. And then they all walk him off, uh, and he gets on the helicopter, flies away, and then they go back to work, and that's the end of that. And as far as you know, he's going back. He's going to go play golf, and he's going to meet. He's going to surprise everyone. He's going to meet his wife. They're going to go just start dancing at the country club, and everyone's going to start applauding that, yeah, he's home. And it cut to black, and you come back up. and so And that's the way... They shot the episode, and everyone except for um, the creator of the show, uh, Larry Gelbert, and uh, one of the writers, uh, I think it was Gene Reynolds at the time, and Alan Alda, who they realized was like a star of the show at this moment, like, okay, this is going to be him. We got to tell him what we're going to do because it's going to be a thing. Um, and they pulled the last page out when the scripts came. They ripped it out. And they shot that whole show. And then they, after they wrapped, they're like, hey, just one second, relight the uh, operating room real quick. Uh, we got to do one quick pickup. They pulled the cast aside, handed out the script. They all read it, and they're like, oh, shit. What? And one guy even like came out, and he's like, this is fucking brilliant. What do they do? And they killed him. And now, like, so the whole thing, like, it was setting up, he's going home. And then... It just it pans across the operating room. It's just them just doing their job. Radar walks in fucking heartbroken because it really set up like the last two years, three years, like their relationship. And he reads the note because he was a the communications officer. He reads the note that on his way home, the plane got shot down, crashed, and he was killed on his way home. And then it pans back across and you see everyone crying. But... While they're crying and, like, looking at each other, they're still operating. And then it just poof, dips to black. It's heart-wrenching. Um, and they got let thousands of letters came in. And it was 1975. Like, if it were today, like, it would have blown up. Like, like Twitter would have done its thing. They got thousands of letters of people. A few, like, hey... We appreciate you doing this, but most of them were, "How dare you kill this character? Like you're awful. You're this is wrong. This shouldn't happen." And uh, the producers, Gilbert and Reynolds, like, they said, I, I watched an interview with Larry Gilbert, where they said they hand wrote letters back to hundreds of letters. Each of them wrote back to these people. You know, like you're right. This is awful. You're right. This is terrible, and it's sad, and it should never happen. So make that, like, th th this is a TV show, but war is real. And they're like, they didn't feel it was right for this character to get to go home when so many real-life characters just like this didn't. Right. So, like, we have an opportunity here. He was he was already the guy... Um. Uh, who the hell played him? Uh, it was uh, been around forever. Ah, uh, but he what Trapper? Uh, McLean Stevenson. He was leaving the show after three years. He wanted to go do other stuff, 
So it wasn't like, hey, we're killing you off. It was, he was leaving the show. What do we do with this character? So, like, we can do something special. We can do something meaningful and send a message. And it did. It was very impactful. And people were heartbroken over it. Like, dudes. And this was a time, too, where you sat around. Too. Like, it meant Yeah, more. 20 million people were watching. Yeah, it was huge. Um, and, yeah, people were outraged. And they kind of turned it back on him. Like, look, you're right. You should be outraged. But, you know, this is war. This is, this huh. is, it's war. Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so so how long are we going to keep going for? The fucking Putin. Yeah. All right. Just... We are on my last pick. And we're, oh, we're, we're zooming. Going, no, we're on a long fucking show right now. Is it really? Not really. It's an hour and 40 oh. some, but still. Oh, still. Longer than I thought we'd go with the show. Here's no, my I had, a, I had a feeling, because, you know, you, you know, we just start rambling. I just recapped the last episode of the season three of MASH. Here's my last episode. What are you folks doing this far out here? We want, we want to play the plane crash. We're going to island for a month, man. <laughs> plane crash, huh? Well, how about that? We're, we, we're on an island on... Uh, only the thing is we're gonna have to take the boy what what'd you say the boy we're gonna have to take him What the hell is going on here? Who are you people? Just give us the boy. Uh, this ominous scene is from the last episode of season one of Lost. The ah. se- the episode that left us with so left us with so much hope. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get to there yet. We're going to talk about what oh, good, this. Good. The plane crashed on the island. There's the numbers. There's a French woman. There's Locke, who couldn't walk, but all of a sudden could walk. There's Jack, who's crazy and blinks a lot. There's Kate, who has a mysterious past. <laughs> Does she like Jack? Does she like Sawyer? There's Sawyer, who, is he a really bad guy? Is he really stealing this poor girl's fucking uh, inhaler? There's there's Boone, who then goes on to be fucking Jack's, or not Jack, uh, 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 Lock, uh, John Locke's like, like, Crusader. There's Big Hurley who had the numbers that that's being broadcast in this island and won the fucking um lottery with it. There's Charlie who's a hobbit who has a bag of heroin was a heroin addict. There's Claire who's pregnant with a baby from Australia. Uh, there's Michael whose son Walt was stolen and I need to get my son back. Uh, but that's later in seasons. Uh, and then there's Arts, who uh, is a Leah Valley native. Um, Arts. Famous. He's I guess he's that's Dr. Leslie Arts is played by Daniel Roebuck, who you and I have worked with. I've directed yeah. Daniel Roebuck in commercials. He's very full of himself, but a very nice man. <laughs> I, I, I think he's ironically full of himself. I don't you think so. I hope so. But he blows up in this episode, Squeezer, and I was tempted to pull that audio. They're Wait, get... is that real? Is it really only in the first season? Yeah, yeah. They're taking uh, dynamite oh, off the right. Black Rock, the ship, 
that and you're there's so many things that there's polar bears there's smoke monsters there's this ship that that just appear there the black rock and what it is and there's this hatch oh. what's in the hatch we don't know what's in the hatch <sighs> you just blew my mind because i didn't think he showed up to like season three no he's in season one he he wow. he goes they're coming off with the dynamite he's like whoa 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 nitroglycerin is very unstable boom he blows up Right there, good for but, him. Yeah. Good for him, because that was the that's the way to go out. Yeah, especially on this show, go out in the yeah. best like the best season. The first season is so good. I was so excited for season two. I watched it. I rented it from Blockbuster and watched it over and over on DVD. And then I bought the DVDs and watched it over and over. Mm-hmm. Then season two came, and it was okay. By season three, it was like, what the fuck are they doing? And then you find out that the writers never intended to pay off any of these things. They were like. They were just yep. doing it to see if the, the people bought into it. And we did hook, line, and sinker for fucking how many seasons thinking one day they will pay this off. And they never did. And the first season, yeah. they're like, oh, they're in purgatory. This is clear. They're in purgatory. And no, uh, like, no, no, they're not in purgatory. We're not, but trust me, they're not in purgatory. And then the last episode, haha, guess what? They're in purgatory, idiots. <laughs> but we guessed that in season one. Yeah. Uh, Damon Lindelof uh, fixed his righted his wrongs with his wonderful Watchmen series on HBO, but I don't think J J J Abrams has yet to to fix his problem. He still has not righted his wrongs. (laughs) He a lot of I like the first Star Trek. I'm not a big Star Trek fan, so I I like the movie, but I, that's not something I want to watch. Over. And I liked the first Star Wars, and I thought I liked the second one, and I thought I liked the third one. But then, like thinking of all of them together, I'm like, these suck. Especially, it didn't dawn on me that I hated them all until I saw <laughs> the Mandalorian. I'm like, oh my god, this is what yeah. it could have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then you realize like, it, it's the same thing that happened to lost there was no plan right and i don't hate them for the reason all the fucking assholes hate them because a woman is the fucking jedi and a black guy is fucking like i don't give a flying fuck who it is i'm pissed that they didn't use him more i was excited for a a stormtrooper jedi right i was just it was just like they didn't like they they had so much hope in the first one and they had no plan to get anywhere (laughs) and like if jj we needed a new hope is what we needed fucking hey man Oof, sorry. It's bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because there was so much lore that you could have just... I'm not saying you have to just read... Like, it, it, Clone Wars, I know I, I like beating a dead horse, but like they did it right. Like They just built the world and like... This like no, they're just Mandalorian, like kinda, they did it right. What's that? Mandalorian, they did it right. Live action. Yeah, the fir- yeah. That's true too, but still, like they, they, on a bigger Clone Wars is a much bigger scale, um, right? But you could do stuff that you can't do. I mean, now it's not really true, but at the time you could do stuff you really couldn't do in movies and the in the cartoon. Yeah. But uh, that was almost Lucas's problem with the the three prequels. Like he, he couldn't get over himself. He couldn't get over the fact that he could do whatever he wanted in his mind. Um. Oh, but yeah, but, but this show, yeah, uh, great episode. 
they, they, they finally take the dynamite and they blow the door off the hatch. To, you don't know what's inside it, but you see there's a ladder going down. We don't find out till season two what's in there. They build a raft to get off the island, and Sawyer and Jin and Michael and Walt are on the raft, and uh, this this boat comes, and they think they're they're saved, their salvation's here, and they're like, no, we're taking the kid. And you realize, oh, these are what's known to be as the others. They take the kid, and they burn the raft. It, there's, a, there's a Jack uh, and, and John Locke thing going on of our power. You grow to hate Jack as the series goes on. I fucking hate Jack. Mm-hmm. You, I, I liked Locke, but I, learned, I wound up hating Locke, and Sawyer was my favorite character. Well, well, once you realize that Locke was in Locke for like the last third of yeah, the Yeah, he was the series. man in black or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Like, yeah. fucking stupid. If you're going to watch Lost, if you don't watch Lost, and you want to watch the first season, and even the second season, go right ahead. But yeah. know that you'll never get anything paid off. And while the first season is good, everything else is fucking shit. Three through the end is awful garbage. Mm-hmm. and is it's se- The end is season, was it seven? Six. Six? Ugh, with like the, the John Lennon shit. Like, and you could tell like they cut the budget. It was just, ah. I hated Listless. all of it. I Listless. fucking hated all of it, and I'm so pissed that they did that. They just treated us like idiots, and I'm like we're not paying it off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Others, the Dharma Initiative. We don't know what it is. Oh, and they're in purgatory. No. Who fucking cares? Whatever. We can do whatever we want because we're in charge, not the audience. Well, yeah. Your show yeah. sucks, JJ. Congratulations. Yeah. And 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 really, like, whereas other shows, any show. Mash! I watched that whole episode the other day. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I went back and I watched it. And then I watched another random one. Well, the reason, Squeezer, I'm talking about this episode is because this season is, in Squeezer's words, it holds up. You can watch season one, and it's enjoyable. Even season two, for the most part, is enjoyable. But pretty much, you could handpick a handful of episodes from season three to six that are good. The rest are trash. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. And, and But you, you got to commit and like start from the beginning and watch it to the end. It's hard. It's one of the shows where it's impossible to watch it randomly in syndication. Well, yeah, because it's it's a serial. It's, it, it's so serial. Yeah. But even there are other shows like West Wing serial, but it used to be on Bravo all the time, and I would turn it on and just watch that one episode. Well, same with Sopranos. And you watch it though just because of the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's it about Lost. Here's your Matthew last Martin pick. Sheen is just so wonderful. He is. Snookums, man. Can I ask you a question? Sure, hon. You know how my friend Stan has, like, a dad? Uh-huh. And my friend Kyle has a dad? And my friend Kenny has a dad? Yes. Well, what's your question, hon? God damn it! Do I have a dad? Oh. I want to know where I came from. Oh. Hmm. Well, you see, Eric, sometimes when a man and a woman are attracted to each other, they want to be close to each other. Uh-huh. And sometimes the man puts his hoo-hoo dilly in the woman's cha-cha. So who put his hoo-hoo dilly in your cha-cha? <laughs> <clears throat> Ah, the ultimate cliffhanger. Um, Worst hmm. payoff ever. What's that? Worst payoff ever, right? 
Oh, well, kind of, yeah, uh, yes and no. Well, y- n- yes, and then yes again, yeah. Um, so the, the big cliffhanger is who is Cartman's father, and even end the episode with, um, like a, a night, like a nineteen forties, fifties serial, like who did it kind of thing, right? Um, and and they cut across like, is it Mister Garrison? Is it Chef? Is it the Chief? Is it the the nineteen eighty nine Denver Broncos? And um, find out in a couple weeks when we return. Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker honestly did not think highly enough of themselves or think that the audience really cared. Like, right. look, it's a joke. No one, it doesn't matter. No one cares. And she and, was a hermaphrodite and the own father, right? Yes. Well, yes, and then no, because then years later, season 14, they retcon it where you remember, um, uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, Made you eat your parents, kid. Uh, Butters? No, no, no. Uh, the fucking ginger kid. And, uh, why can't it? Scott. Uh... What? Scott. Hang on. Scott Tennerman. Uh, you know the episode Scott Tennerman Must Die? No. That is the Ginger's oh, Have No Souls. That, I, I, we talked about it way back on an episode. It's the one where. Uh, he he feeds this kid's Scott Tenderman's picking on Cartman. This is where Cartman makes his absolute heel turn. Like I think it's season four. Um, we're like, okay, he's not just a mean jerk little kid. He's a sadistic psychopath now. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where he ground his parents up and made the kid eat him in a chili cook-off. And he cries in the bowl of chili. And while Cartman does his little dance, saying, "I made you eat your parents." And then Radiohead shows up and makes fun of the kid for crying and then walks away while Cartman licks the kid's tears. Well, as it turns out, this kid is Cartman's half-brother because one of the guy, the, the dad that Cartman chopped up was one of those 1989 Denver Broncos that was also his father. So it, oh. it doesn't, but that doesn't matter because you don't know that for another 12 seasons. Um, in this case... It's a big cliffhanger. Who's it going to be? And I, I question, is it almost making fun of, not making fun of, but parodying or paying homage to who shot Mr. Burns? Um, right. Because it wasn't long after. that was. This is 98. I think that was, what, 97? Mm-hmm. Maybe 96? Yeah, it was 95 um, to 96. Yeah. So <clears throat> that had recently just happened. So they did it this way. It's real over the top. It's ridiculous. It doesn't really matter. So they're like, come back next week. Well, next week, oh, by the way, this is February because they only, season one is only 13 episodes. Um, so they come back and season two is in April. Um, and they're like, they tease the whole thing. It's like, oh, who is Eric Cartman's father? Will not air this week. Instead, and they... And they it, was, it was Terrence and Philip, right? Yeah. Show an episode of Terrence and Philip in Not Without My Anus, which was a show that was teased. They knew what they were doing all along because in the previous episode, <clears throat> Eric Cartman's mom is a dirty slut. Stan and Kyle and Kenny are watching Terrence and Philip, and they tease a show. The next 
Come, it even says, coming up next, Terrence and Philip in Not Without My Anus. So they knew what they were doing. Hi, Terrence. And, Hi, Philip. Yeah. And even I, look, I was mad. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, so was I. I want to know, know. who Cartman's father was. Yeah, I remember. I was still watching at that point. I gave up at a certain point. I did and I didn't. Like, I'll still turn on because this is that's one of those shows where it's if it's on, I'll see it, I'll put it on, and I'll watch it, and it doesn't matter because it's just... Uh, ridiculous. Uh, and there's no, that there's not, you don't have to worry about that continuity. You don't turn on and go, oh, this is the one where they added the little kid and now he's all grown up too, or, oh, this is the one where they're having flash forwards. Fuck you. Um, or flash sideways. What the hell was that? What's a flash sideways? Uh, I think Lost did that too. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So they air uh, Terrence Phillip, Not Without My Anus, and they go right into it, and it's a 21-minute long episode of Terrence and Phillip. And then next week, uh, they air, finally, uh, April 22nd, uh, Cartman's Mom is Still a Dirty Slut, and they're about to reveal it uh, when uh, uh, Mephisto is shot, and then that sets up the whole long episode. But eventually it's revealed that, yes, Eric's mom is a hermaphrodite. Which, to me, like, blew my mind because I'm in uh, high school. How old was I in 98? Was I a freshman? I think so. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what a hermaphrodite was up until then. Hmm. You, you learn la- new things you every learn day. new things. Yeah. All yeah, right. Uh, I I wanted to end it on on a fun note. That's a fun, fun thing to end on. Uh, we are all done. We are back next week talking uh, fast food. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, that's oh, it. I was all ready for your next. One. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel disappointed. I wanted to keep going. Nah, well, you know, we got to end it at some point. You know, show's got to end sometime. We got to leave them wanting more, Squeezer. Like more retro fast food and restaurants and CD ta- CDs and tapes we had as kids. Then Jurassic Park. Everything celebrating Jurassic Dominion. Oh, Remember snap. to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Rate review uh, review us, rate us, or let me know. Like last week, people, our show was on Spotify. I had to contact Spotify and Podbean and get to the bottom of it, but it's on there. What the hell, Spotify? Yeah, we fixed it. And uh, comment and subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications on YouTube. Go on our Instagram, uh, the underscore rad ye underscore years, and tag someone you'd share a Coca-Cola Zero Sugar bite with, and you might be the lucky winner of my second set of Coca-Cola bites that I will send out to one lucky person who comments under that Instagram. Make sure to follow us, too, there. Uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, Until then, I'm RK. Oh, and I'm Squeezer. He's Squeezer. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye.